Hello. Hello. It's Kerry Mox. And it's me as well. Which is? Nick Doody. Which, which is? Who is? I just thought you were you pointing, pointing to witches. Some, you yeah, are I, thought you thing. Some, I thought you'd seen some witches. <laughs> but you're right, you are a thing. Um, Thank yeah, you. I am such a thing. <laughs> I am such a thing. Thank you, hello. We're here again. We are, uh, we're now in London. I'm visiting London. We are visiting which is London, weird yes. to say. Yes. Well, I'm not, I live here. Nick is visiting London. Yeah, from where I live in the country. Is it the country? Yes. It is. Well, just compared to London, it's definitely it is yeah. the rest of the country. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I live in I live in this country. Um, anyway, yeah. So we uh, thought because we've uh, got time, we will do another podcast. Yes, because that's how it happens. It is. Yeah. Yes, if we both happen to be in the same place, it's podcast time. Woohoo! We get into it. How exciting it is for us. <laughs> um, and today we shall talk about. Noises, Yay. mouth noises. Mouth noises today. Uh, it's the only podcast to feature mouth noises. <laughs> we thought we might talk about the royalty today. Yeah. Or also known as mouth noises. <laughs> <laughs> the royal family. Yeah, we, do, we would talk about, because it's in the news. Well, the royal the, family. They are in the news, yeah. They're there's, always in the news. I know, but they're particularly well, in the news not now. in the news. Oh, some, there's a war on sometimes, they, they shut up for a bit. All right. What's the latest in the news about them? Uh, they've had they all of them have had a baby. Right. <laughs> now, now there's a new royal baby, who was named a day or two ago, Prince Louis. Prince Louis. I think we right. all I think we all saw the prince bit coming. <laughs> yes, that was so predictable. They've got no imagination, have they? No. And it's Louis after Mount Batten, isn't it? Oh, good. I think. Because I thought it might be after those French kings that beheaded everybody. <laughs> that would be a massive mistake. So, do you know what? Wrong, wrong image. Also, wrong, yeah. wrong history. They didn't. They were beheaded. I thought it was based on the song Louis Louis. They just liked it. I, I, it I literally just said, like, oh, yeah, the Louis. I think I said that. I've, I just, re- I've just realised I made a really stupid joke on the radio I thought it was named show. after Louis C.K. because he had his dick out. Yeah. <laughs> so what was your joke on the radio yeah, show? which a lot of babies do. About <laughs> half of babies. <laughs> Sorry, I interrupted you. you. Well, I've just realised I, I did a, I did a show called Breaking the News for BBC Scotland this week, and it came out, and they, they, they had just named the baby beforehand, so we didn't have time to prepare anything. And I said something stupid about, oh no, but didn't didn't the king's called Louis behead everyone? I've got no, that's not right at all. <laughs> like, it was the royalty that were beheaded. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> I've just realised how completely upside down I had that. Can we re-record the programme? <laughs> I'm just. Did it go out? Uh, I don't know if that line went. I'm hoping not. Right. It didn't get much, and I now know why. <laughs> well, I'm assuming most people listen to both that and this podcast. So that'll be right. Yeah, that's the crossover audience. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so there are the news for that. Yes. And we thought it might be interesting to talk about them generally because they touched on a few things we're interested in. Yes. Uh, you know, power and privilege and. Um, the idea of things that are sacrosanct, that came up as well. Yes. We, we, so, uh, Kerry and I have had a bit of a chat about this in the last uh, like hour or two uh, in the pub, because it's Sunday. Because that's how we prepare. That's how we, that's how we roll. That's how we royal. Also, because we both... Recent, well, I know, you, you'd watched it a while ago, but I watched um, that programme, The Crown. Yes. Which um, is enlightening. It's, 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 it's very, very good. It's well, it's well researched, well, well acted. Not my like. If you wrote down on paper what's in this program, I was certainly no interest whatsoever. No interest in the yeah. royals. No interest in their history. No interest in uh, other than what I basically knew, um, and 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 also just the program is is soap opera. It's it's uh, to me the the least interest type of program that I would have. I would, you know, there's no there's no there's no murders. I yeah. love a good murder. I love, it's a, not I love like a Game of Thrones. There can't there can't be a red wedding. Because you would have heard of it. Yeah. Because it, it also, it's, it's, it's fairly historically accurate. Like, yes. more so than I thought it was. After every episode, myself and Kirsty, we, we kind of binge-watched it once we got into it. And we would go, I didn't know that, that can't be right. Yep. And you'd Google it. Like, the Queen didn't go to Nairobi and do a weird dance. Oh, no, she did. She did. Yeah. 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 And apparently what they're doing is they're... Uh... They're researching and, and writing as the research uh, comes in. So so it's almost written in the moment. It's almost written as okay. if it's as, it, as if it's news at the time. 
That's interesting. I didn't know that. Because they get they get more facts in and so on. They've got apparently a, a big research room and so on, which is quite interesting. But all the facts are but, already there and then mm-hmm. no one's no one's discovering oh, yes. new things that no one knew about the royals. No, but they're discovering new uh, new bits of information about the past and who said what and they they they're going through loads of historic documents and oh, so on. Okay. So so in that sense it feels like the information is coming in as it yeah. goes to the writers. So it's 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 very, very well written and it's um considering that you kind of you know, it's historical, so you kind of know what's going to happen-ish. And it's fascinating in that, although it's kind of soap opery, these tiny little uh, problems that come up yeah. are massive because they're going to affect the very existence of the crown itself and uh, you know the, the threats to the crown. Yeah, uh, so it's, it's brilliant storytelling in, in that way. And also... And representative of its time as well. So here's the thing. Were you a royalist before you watched the crown? Um No. Are oh, you a royalist no, now? No, but I have a little more empathy for their world. Yeah, I, I would agree. I, I've never been a royalist, uh, like just to put it lightly. But it definitely, in particular the Queen, and yes. also Princess Margaret, who I knew next to nothing about, are humanised and dramatised really, really well. The, the Queen in particular, there's a, when she kind of sees to the throne, yes. this idea of... Every, everyone around her, all this kind of this grey bureaucracy around her, of people who just keep everything going, kind of like um, I said to you earlier, that it's, it's all a bit like Yes Minister, where there's but there's loads of little Sir Humphreys, who they all technically defer to her and they all technically have to do what she said, but they're really there to make sure it just goes. I, I've along. got to say one thing they did well in the program though is is you see how she becomes more assertive from when she first becomes yeah. queen, where really she's just being told do this, sign this. Agree to this. Yeah, she's really young. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And no, nothing. There's a, there's a point where she starts telling people off, and that gets interesting. Yeah, she gives them a proper dressing down, yeah, which, which she, they're she, not allowed to reply to. Yeah, it's, and but it's wonderful because people people are like basically like browbeating, and people are like condescending to her. And go, I think you'll find when your father was alive, he did this. Yeah. Well, I'm not my father. And yes, we were talking earlier that I think part of the Queen's popularity is, is from mystique in that she yeah. has kept herself out of everything uh i always think that, that, that i've used this as an expression before when people say uh, oh someone said something about me on twitter and so on and i've obviously be like the queen because it does work to yeah. not get involved to not not because I, I think you just um uh you you build up more enemies by by arguing with your yeah. enemies you know you, you kind of like that you give them something to argue back against yeah and and you also take you take a role that you didn't have to take yes so you're now, you're now in an argument whereas you could just be this untouchable thing that people are arguing about yeah and also people will defend you if you don't say anything do you know yeah. what I mean? with her silence people can then put in words for her as well yeah rather than having to only argue her views so I think she's got this this I think a large part of her popularity is that which is which is going to be interesting because what you're going to have with Prince Charles is almost the polar opposite of that. He's, he's outspoken. He's very strongly opinionated. Uh, it, he, he doesn't have so much in the way of secrets. you know. There's, right. And there's certainly no mystique about him. We know exactly who he is and what he, what he thinks about everything. I, I did, uh, I did uh, the news quiz twice. I was a panellist on the news quiz. And uh, there, was a, there was a story in the news about how someone had given the Queen... A piece of Antarctica. Sure, you better say hickey, but you didn't. No, I love that. Yeah, um, <laughs> blowjob. And th- this is—I just want to get onto this yeah. weirdness of how how people are about the the monarchy. I kind of hadn't understood how precious some people find the monarchy. Not, not, not. You know, I don't just mean that that's their political opinions, but this is a. Like the the joke was, I, I said I'm giving the Queen a piece of Antarctica, which is quite a good present because, like the Queen, it's white and slowly shrinking. Which is, you know, she's yeah. Caucasian and elderly. That's just the joke. Yes. And unfortunately, this was like the first thing I said on mic, and the audience hissed. Really? Yeah, and some of them booed. It was okay. And I said, what? What have I just broken to you that you're upset by? Sometimes audiences react in ways that don't make a lot of sense. Yeah. They, might, they might have been as, as protective about elderly people as uh, as they were about the Queen in that sense. Maybe. I just th- I, I thought it was a, like... Or well, they might have just loved like... Antarctica. Yeah. How dare you? Antarctica was growing, if anything. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, okay, that's that's like a, a room full of Radio 4, not just listeners, but goers yes. too. Yes. But that made me realise, and it made me 
later I've thought about this a bit more. When you read Jonathan Haidt's book about uh, morality and all and all the moral foundations we have, taste buds. One of them is sacredness. Yes, which I've come to understand more as well. So have I. To me, sacredness was always a stupidity. It was uh, I, I, along I, I, with pomp I, and ceremony and all these yeah, things exactly, that we keep exactly going. Agree. Yeah. Um, and now. It's not that I've suddenly started taking them in, uh, you know, respecting them or anything. It's more that yeah. I, I kind of respect their value to other people. And I respect that, I do respect that <coughs> that's the whole point of values. Yeah. They, they are ephemeral, and they, but they, there needs to be some stability. And that stability uh, people get from having certain structures in place, like, like the royal yeah. family. And, and I, you know, I, I would take my shoes off if I went into a mosque. Yeah, not because I think that that. Well, I went round to a friend's house the other day where he likes people to take these shoes off. So I. But he lives in a mosque, right? He does live in a mosque. Yeah, (laughs) it's coincidence. I don't know why I bother mentioning it considering that. When you live near Finsbury Park, it happens a lot. I still don't like it. I don't. I I feel most at home in a house where I can just walk in rather than take these shoes off and all that kind of stuff. It's not. It's not my sure way of doing things. But I I respect anyone else's house. I respect anyone else's religion for it. But But I I think I've realised retrospectively that when I've said things against the royal family and maybe quite brutal things, and they've become upset, I maybe didn't understand how they were being upset, and now I realise, oh, you are kind of trampling on sacred values. Yes. And no argument actually has any place when you're dealing with sacred values. Yeah. Because it's a case of that just has to be. Whereas my, my, my brother and I, who were raised both... I, I, I have many brothers, but one particular brother and I, uh, we were raised, you know, Irish Catholic, very much not monarchist. Um, we used to invent ways to kill the Queen. <laughs> when we were kids, we used to, we used to invent, like... Not, not just kill her, just humiliate her sometimes. Like, we had the idea... We, we, <laughs> humiliate her! We used to go, okay, so here's what we do. So we feed a horse laxative. Then this happens, it always ended with the queen being covered in shit or, or a child exploding in the queen's face. So we were very young. Yes. So that, we had no respect whatsoever. And if you stay, if we stayed later <laughs> watching the BBC, when the national anthem came on, we stood up and did Hitler salutes. Because <laughs> that's how it felt to us. That's it. Yeah, felt yeah, yeah. so ludicrously kind of authoritarian. So. And I think, you know, later in life, I do... I'm not go, against any of that. No. I'm not I'm not against defenestrating the royal family. I think that'd be loads of fun. And, and great for the the, uh, the popularity they would have, or, or, or the uh, how, how much value they would have for this country. People would go and see the window they were thrown out of. Yeah. Uh, the bit where they landed. We'd, we'd probably make uh, several times the same amount of money that we make from the royal family now. If we do. If, if we do. If we do. So, so, family, so, so here's a question. Like, um, apropos of... No one being king or queen, but are the royal family worth it to us as a country? Yeah, which is yes, odd. they are. Or? No, no, I'm saying it's. I was going to say it's odd that we there isn't a definite yes or no to that. Yeah, but I, there's so I, many I, different I arguments about. It's hard to even. I mean, the, we did look at figures earlier. I can't remember what they were. It was overall, it's, it's well, a loss, isn't it, of, of millions? Uh, I no, I don't. I think uh, some people say it is, and some people say it's not. Right. Yeah, and it, it 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 seems to be. I mean, it, in, but it's not as much. Whatever we make from them is not as much as if we def- defenestrated them. Which <laughs> but that's because you've replaced them with something else that gets even more money. Yeah, which works. I mean, look, they're a big family, right? So every every year we chuck one of them out the window. <laughs> <laughs> oh, really? I really like the idea of doing them all at one time. So they're landing on top of each other. <laughs> I don't know. I think you could, you know, you could get a lot more tickets sold. Who goes first? It's Charles, isn't it? You can't do the babies first because people will. <laughs> that was my instant thing: is do you work up to the queen or down from the queen? Yes. <laughs> I don't know. There's no rule book on this. You do know that. There's no. Oh, you've caused offence by throwing the queen out first. <laughs> <laughs> and since 2013, you can throw out the, the girls and boys in any order. <laughs> That's a, that's a thing that's changed. So, so 2013, there was a law that came in uh, that changed uh, what's called primogeniture, which is uh, the order in which the inheritance happens. So the order in which the throne passes to the next person, and it was uh, that males were always preferred, and no Catholics. Did it? And in 2013, right. uh, the, the, the Royal Ascendants Act, something like that, which was uh, tabled by Nick Clegg, right, changed all that. Saying what then? Say, saying that a female and a male are, are, are now of equal value. So, so, the, so okay. the baby that's just been born, right. Prince Louis, 
is I don't know what he is in line to the throne, but if he's X in line to the throne, if he were born before 2013, he'd be at least X minus one. Maybe X minus however many females there are between him and the Queen. Right. So okay. that's changed. That but, was that recent? No, 2013. Wow. But you okay. do think, like, as long as you're going to update the monarchy... I mean, let's get rid bring, of them. <laughs> well, yeah, people yeah, bring yeah. it into the They'll 21st century. You go, well, if you're going to bring things into the 21st it's an century. It's antiquated institution. It's totally out of place with, with our morality of today. Divine right to rule, yep. magic, blood, all the shit that goes with it. Yeah. Yeah, we've updated this to 2013 standards, which is now equal rights for men and women. Yeah. Still magic blood. <laughs> Their blood is just not quite as magical. Yeah. <laughs> a little bit less. It's, yeah, it's sort of <laughs> not sexist and magical. They're alien to me. That that whole world is it, the very fact it exists. It seems yeah. to me fundamentally to be wrong. But at the same time, they don't harm me. There's no real. If if anything, the impact that the mega rich have on the rest of us is more arguable than the royal family. They're stuck in their own little world. They're not using our trains, our buses, our planes, or anything else. I mean, that's an They're argument. entirely in their bubble, right? Yeah, but they do... I mean, they use a lot of taxpayers' money to do things. So one of the things that I read about the cost of the royal family is at Nelson, Nelson Mandela's funeral, Prince Charles spent £246,000 right. getting there and back and doing whatever he did. Because he had a private jet. Right. I mean, that's a quarter of a million pounds. Yes. I think he also wanted to visit some pub for some reason at one point. He insisted on having a, his private train and... Uh, uh, the, be laid the one on in Penrith. Some... Yes, that's right. Yeah, yeah. And so there's all these weird expenditures which they just sort of can get away with. Yeah. But sort of expected of them as well. Well, that's the, yeah, yeah. They, they can't... I mean, he can't just get on a train, can he? Or just get on an aeroplane and, uh, and go off. So I don't no, assume... Not here, but like in... in, in... In the Netherlands, the royal family, literally, I mean, the Queen literally just cycles around the place. Really? Into in the supermarket, kind of thing. All right. But they, they also, they have I'm no... sure there isn't a Queen lookalike out there <laughs> making that claim. Yeah. I mean, they, they, have, no, they have no power and then, you know... Yeah, yeah. So th- th- this is the... Right, I, I guess what we're trying to get to is, is do we think we should still have the royal family? Okay. Okay. You've got to bear in mind, bear in mind they're popular with most of the countries. They the are, last, yeah, yeah. The last poll, I think, had them at like 80% popularity. But the, I reckon that would change if, if Charles was king. Massively. Well, I it seems to vary. Right? The, the Queen and Prince William and Prince Harry are all above 80, 80% popularity. Right. And Prince Charles is more like kind of 50-something, 60-something. He's definitely... And that's that's just in this country. He's, he's We don't know their popularity in the Commonwealth, or do we? Uh, well, I mean, I, I mean I, I we don't. don't. I don't mean. I don't mean no one knows. Yeah, I mean, you and I. I mean, we. Don't. I always find that the weirdest thing. It's like, it's like when they go for one of those royal tours of the Commonwealth with and take the new baby. When George was taken around, was it George? Um, oh, William's uh, first. son, first son. Yeah. I think it's George, isn't it? And I always feel there's, there's an aspect of them going around the Commonwealth, just showing the baby, going, "This is yours. This is yours." This yeah, is yeah. yours. It's, it's, it's like if they came around to your house and went to that. This is yours. This is yours. Go, That's not a very nice visit, really, is it? No. <laughs> This is yours and things that he's going to own. And you are it. This is all yours one day. Yeah. So I I don't know whether... I'm surprised that they just haven't been removed from, you know, as an institution from all Commonwealth countries and to to have that, uh, I don't know, identity based on another country on the other side of the world, say, is is to me an an odd thing. It does happen, doesn't it? It happens occasionally that one of the Commonwealth countries has, has a little referendum on whether they want to remain... Yeah. A, a member of the Commonwealth, or B, have their Queen as the head of state. I think there's one coming up, actually. I can't remember is what it is. Right. Um, but they... Oh, no, what's coming up is who's going to become the figurehead of the Commonwealth. And I, did, okay. I didn't realise that this is not settled. It's not... It doesn't come along with being the monarch. So there was a thing in the paper the other day. The Queen recommends Prince Charles to be head of the Commonwealth. But it's not It's not an open and oh, shut I case. see, Okay. Could be like you know, sporty spice. (laughs) (laughs) Take a weirdly outdated reference. (laughs) I think when we come down to discussing whether they should exist or not, we have to take into account whether we agree with it or not. The popularity of of the royal family, which is uh, um, potent, is is powerful. I didn't realize when Diana died and that there was that outpouring of, of. 
um, of sadness around the country and so on. It, it took me totally by surprise. Yeah, me too. I didn't realise they were that popular or the, or, or the Royals could be that popular. I didn't even realise that Diana had reached that level of popularity. I absolutely didn't. I mean, that, that, that night, I went to my first rave. That no, was it. My, no, it wasn't my first ever rave, but my first one in Britain and the first one where I took uh, ecstasy, uh, or for anyone else listening, a legal equivalent. <laughs> and uh, the first time you do yeah. that is kind of overwhelming. And we were in in a cab on the way back, still flying, you know. And this the news the, comes the night through. of Diana's death. Yeah, right. And the news actually it was kind of a weird one. So first of all, I heard about it in a black car racing through a tunnel. <laughs> Did you? <laughs> yes. <laughs> And the second thing was, when we got home, my girlfriend at the time, her flatmate was a reporter for the BBC, yeah. and he told us she was dead. But the BBC couldn't report it yet because they need absolute... They can't be wrong on this, right? They need, need it to be, like, confirmed in triplicate. Right. So we're like, oh, Diana's dead. Do you want to have sex in the shower? <laughs> Just like... But even, even like the next day and the day after that, yeah. I was absolutely like, I was like you, I was gobsmacked by the reaction. I remember it coming in because it was the last night of the Edinburgh Festival uh, when that happened. Ah. And so on the, on the very last night, we're all closing up and so on. And then this, uh, and I heard the news walking down the Royal Mile and there was, um, uh, which, in, in Edinburgh, um, and there were people coming out onto the street, I could see from the far end of the street, I could see some kind of gossip moving along the street towards me right. as people were joining in groups and people, you could see people reacting. Like, <gasps> and my, my first hearing of this was uh, a, a very drunk man who came up to me and he put his hands on my shoulders. This is absolutely genuine. He told me that the Queen, he told me that Princess Diana has been killed by a pepper army. <laughs> 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 and he really struggled to get the words out. He was, he was tearful. He was going, Princess Diana is killed by a pepper army. I was like, um, I've got to give this news some credibility because everyone seems to be talking about it. <laughs> and that was also, I think, I don't know whether it was the first of its kind, but that was where the news started. To, you know, there was kind of Sky News was big at the time. And it, oh, rolling big, news. Uh, the rolling news that went on all night long of, you know, interviewing yeah. everybody in the non the nonstop news. Yeah. Well, my girlfriend's yeah. flatmate had to go on telly. And right. he, he wasn't normally on TV. I don't, I don't think he did it occasionally. I think he was like the Egypt correspondent. Yeah. And they went, like, everybody come in now. We need all of you. And he had to talk. He had to leave the flat and just go on telly and talk for three hours. Kind of about nothing because they weren't going to confirm it. There was yet. nothing new. Yeah. For ages. Yeah. It was amazing. It was amazing. It's also, it's also many people have said it, it was a starting point of the... Um, uh, of the kind of cult celebrity culture that we have now, that was at the time where you know the news would become this kind of rolling thing and this this uh, huge excitement and that, that she'd become a name bigger than her status, bigger than anything, as a kind of representative yeah. of something. Eddie Eddie Izzard had a great routine about it, about how it wasn't so much. It, he felt like it was a sober. It was something everyone been watching, like everyone was watching the X Files. Yeah, uh, Mulder and Scully. Well, they won't. They Mulder and Scully, and then they'd, Scully's dead, and everyone went. I was watching that. <laughs> yeah. And then he kind of went, you know, <laughs> nice. my, my mum died when I was like, uh, no one gave a shit. <laughs> and um, I, think was, I think there was a bit of that. I, I definitely feel like, may, maybe I'm being unfair and I'm not having enough empathy for the people who are really upset, but there's a bit of me thinks there was also a lot of signalling going on. Like, I'm really upset. I'm really, yeah, I'm really sort I of... I think so, and I think that news coverage probably focused that and, and uh, exaggerated it a little bit in people made them think this is massive yeah you know but at the same time I never really understood it I mean I had nothing against Princess Diana but she wasn't uh, she never had anything to say that particularly fascinated me or interested me at no. all um, her life seemed to be a bit of a tragic disaster but not tragic in a way that um, made me feel that uh, oh this is like some awful fairy tale or something that, that, yeah. that, that people were treating it as but how much have we changed that like when they got married the Charles and Diana thing uh, it was okay he's next in line with, to the throne so she'll be the next queen and she's picked slightly because she's a virgin that's yeah. a lot of it uh, we like looking back the general narrative is that they weren't really in love particularly it was very awkward I've definitely heard stories I know quite a few people who met them because I, you know, I've worked on TV shows and stuff, and there's a lot of people who work in showbiz have had to stand in line while the Prince and Princess of Wales came along. And uh, one story, um, one producer told me 
is that everyone's waiting like on the third floor of this building where they produced the show that everyone's just seen. And, you know, he and Lady Diana were in the audience. And they come up in the lift. And all you can hear is, no, you shut up, you shut up, you fucking cunt. I'm fucking sick of you. And they just heard them having These a massive argument. These lift voices need improving, don't they? Some of those lift recordings. Yeah. <laughs> so, and, and, then they, and, and then, of course, it, really. the lift doors open and they just walk out all smiles. Yeah, yeah. But every single person on the line had just heard them just <laughs> turning the air oh, blue no. against each other. No. Was she entered into an institution that must be... That was an interesting thing of watching The Crown and realising... What world she must have gone into, where suddenly oh, the, shit, the rules yeah. and regulations for everything—your your humanity gets lost a little bit in that uh, at that level. Yeah, which I think, which it's hard because in a way, when you watch that program, you kind of feel sorry for them, but it's very hard to feel sorry for mega rich people who are who have such a sumptuous way yeah. of life. We do though. It's it's you know, I forget who 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 um, mentioned it as a psychological effect. But they notice that when you're reading the Sunday Times Rich List, a bit of you feels a bit bad for the person who's just at number 40. <laughs> yeah. Ah, oh, he's only got 400 million. Yeah. You do, we just compare people immediately and then we feel bad for the one underneath. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, because there's all those comparisons as well. It must be weird growing up with someone who you know is further in line or higher in line to the throne than you. Yeah. Like for Harry and William, I had a piece at the time about Harry's upbringing, which must have been constantly, um, Harry, go out and do something useful with your life, like your brother is going to be king. Yeah. <laughs> to everything. I remember and that bit, yeah. Harry, stop watching TV and do something like your brother is going to be king. Yeah. Tidy your room like your brother doesn't have to, because he's going to be king. Tidy your brother's room. Well, this must be weird. Um, Prince Charles, when he looks at his eldest son, William is looking at someone that the majority of the public would far prefer to be the next king. Yes. That must be really weird yes, for him to and, know. And, 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 and must that, know that preference is massive because what you, you also realise watching that programme is that they are constantly... They're, they're having to preserve their status, the, you know, the, the crown itself, yeah. and that everything is a threat to the crown. Any, any wrong decision on someone that can make the crown look bad... Uh, it, they know yeah, it's yeah. dwindling. They know that they're, you know, they're, they're, they're coming down from a position that the crown would have once been at. Yeah, the fragility and of it is just totally. throughout. It's this bed of yeah. bedrock, of the whole thing is this could vanish any moment. And whilst we, the queen is in power, there's, there's an eighty percent popular uh, popularity rating, yeah. and they're almost certainly that would be the same or go up if William became king. But Charles, yeah, I, I would have thought that's going to affect uh, just how solid the the crown really is. He is not well. I mean, I. I don't like him. I'll the, be, let me come out here. Yeah, yeah. Be clear, very clear. Whatever I think of the royal family, Charles just—I don't know—he grates me a little bit. No, I, I mean, I—I'm still not a royalist. Yeah. But I have some respect for the queen because, as far as you know, if we're gonna have a queen, she's done it pretty well. Yes. She's, as you say, maintained that mystique. Yes, and she hasn't come out and goes, "Here's my favourite washing powder," and all this, you know, and gone on about architecture. And we get odd little tidbits from her. We it? we do, but they're usually rumour. Yeah, it's very. Yeah, yeah. She doesn't do that shit. Yes, and also as you she doesn't make a speech. Yeah, <laughs> no, and as you, but as you learn, <laughs> I want to say I really like Persil. <laughs> yes, non-biological, like how I reproduce. <laughs> I, uh, but. But he has no mystique, right? He's, no. Uh, we all know everything that's happened. We all know. We all watched his first marriage, how it ended. His yep. second marriage, Plus which he's... we know was an affair going on at the time, yep. to the mother of someone I was at college with. Must we know he's... Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> um, and he's eccentric uh, in, in a way that's not... Um, it's not adorable. <laughs> no, man, man I, needs his shoelaces ironed as soon as he takes his shoes off, etc. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but he's also he's strongly opinionated, and he believes in being outspoken, which is exactly the opposite of what most people really want from the royal family. So to be yeah. fairly uninvolved and go through and do the ceremonies, the processes, and and you know stick to the right words. Yeah, you're this kind of semi-human. That scene, right, where the uh, the uh, abdicated would-be king. Yeah, um, Edward. He's he's in the states, and he's kind of taking the piss out of them in a big room of Americans watching the coronation, 
And then he and then he completely changes how he's talking as he watches her being crowned. Yes. And says, and uses the word goddess. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah. And he says, and it's really well done. Yeah. And she, but you can't be the living embodiment of a state, and you can't be a god or a goddess if everyone also knows that you're weird about architecture and you believe in homeopathy <laughs> yes, yes, yeah. and you were having an affair with a married woman, you know, all this shit. Another, another scene they do well, actually, is where they have where Margaret starts doing a few speeches and uh, and she, she's being funny and everything else. And it's like, but that's not royal. You know, you're, yes, you're, not, yeah, you're yeah. not supposed to be funny. You're not supposed to be uh, particularly interesting either. Yeah. You know, you're not, individuality isn't supposed to be on display in that way. But I agree with Matt Charles, though. He's got... And the homeopathy thing, I didn't realise that the reason why the NHS... I criticised... I did a piece a while ago about the NH, NHS's uh, homeopathic hospitals, yeah. which I genuinely think is horrifying, because I... Really only, is, yeah. only in the sense that um, I think that we, we should be able to look at uh, at the NHS for being the experts, the, you know, the best expert yeah. knowledge we have on, on uh, everything medical, rather than supporting something that's definitely gobbledygook. Like yeah. homeopathy. <clears throat> it's the same with when, when you take the sort of libertarian argument about um, whether boots should sell homeopathic remedies. On a business level, of course they should. But the problem is that they are there as the trusted high street chemists and they've got completely ineffective medicine alongside effective medicine and no clue that says, this one's nonsense yeah. and this one works. Do you think they should? I mean, I, I don't have quite as high expectation of the of uh, Boots as I do of the NHS. No, I, I agree, but, I th- but nevertheless... They are a sh- they're just a shop. But, okay, but if you, if, you, if, you, if you go I'm into I'm sure they boots, sell loads of things that are nonsense in there. They, they, they undoubtedly do, but the problem is when it comes to a serious disease, yeah. if you walk in, or a serious condition, like, like, you know, like diarrhoea in children can be really really like you know you can become very dehydrated it can be life it's horrible to have your diarrhea in a child yeah <laughs> not the place to have it if you're, uh, if you're listening no but go traditional that was that was an example given yeah. when they had a, a, a select committee um hearing about it and the examples given that you could if you just used a homeopathic medicine that kid could easily die yeah whereas there are lots of ways to treat it that are effective yes so the, the thing isn't like, yeah, if, if you're not really sick, spend your money where the fuck you want. But the problem is that you're setting this up as an alternative. So people are turning down effective medicine and taking up, as you say, gobbledygook. Which is fine, but I don't, I'm particularly concerned with anyone who's going to be uh, uh, a future king getting involved in that way and showing that he's got such mad views on stuff. And it's not just the homeopathy, there's been yeah. a whole load of things. I mean, I don't know whether he's more qualified. Architecture's his big area. I don't know whether he's more qualified on that or whether he's got any qualification on it uh, or just, just more opinion. Uh, I just don't think he's very bright. No. But that, that I would matter. I, I have no idea how bright the Queen is. And that, and that's an, and that, I mean, we keep coming back to the crown because where we've got so much of our information. But there's that lovely bit a couple of episodes in when she realises she doesn't know anything yeah and starts hiring a a tutor yes and she realises because I like you I think had always assumed and they went to the best schools imaginable they're probably really really well which I imagine they do now but maybe back last century there was a you know there was a time when there was quite a lot of uneducated people around yeah my parents were uneducated you know they've not had much official schooling so um, so she's been taught on all the you know the right fork to use for what yeah but she doesn't know how things work. Yes. She knows the constitution. Yeah. And even then, probably just the most basic level version of it. I mean, she had it in the programme, she has it all in one tiny exercise book, so I assume she hasn't learned a great wow. deal. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But then you've got this guy, Charles, who's going out seed. And you might, like, if you listen to this, you're thinking, like, what does it matter what he thinks as long as he just keeps his mouth shut once he's king? But A, why would he since he hasn't up till now? Yeah. And B, What's come out, and both of us are reading about this, is just how often the royal family have got involved in policy. Which is that's a surprise. You know, their veto I always thought was was just uh, like theoretical. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They, they have they never really get the chance. They only get told to veto things. But I think mostly they still do. I think mostly they're told what to what to uh, agree to and what not to. But they have veto over things that will affect the the royal household. And that can include yeah. things like during the Iraq War, whether the decision to go to war or not was solely parliamentary, or, or whether it, whether the royals, yeah, exactly, um, which 
they vetoed that law of Parliament being able to make uh, those decisions. Yeah, I did on their not own. know that. Yeah, yeah, and, and t- until when we were reading up on this, I didn't know that. Yeah, nineteen ninety nine, the Queen used a veto to. So I wonder whether May needed to get the Queen's permission then for the recent uh, attacks. I don't know because she didn't get think, Parliament's or... permission. Did she? No, she didn't. Did she? No, no, she, very but definitely. Would she still have to go through the Queen though? Ah, oh, we should have looked this up because that's uh, that's quite interesting. Actually, that is fascinating. But the the other thing uh, about Charles in particular is that I know that his office quite often gets in touch with branches of government and asks to see early versions of proposed legislation and, and sometimes kind of quashes he's, it. He's he's also known for writing a hell of a lot of letters to ministers, yeah, um, and and prime ministers and so on. Um, what they called the spider letters or something a little while ago, I think because of his spidery handwriting. Oh, I, that's, I, that's in my head. I won't vouch for that. that. I'm pretty yeah. sure it's right. Um, spider or spidery letters or something. Yeah, um, and and they're just kind of like mad, quite long letters as well, uh, in, in just complaining directly to a prime minister. That, that and it's policy that policies that have nothing to do with him. Yeah, and that that to me is just beyond the pale. Yeah, you absolutely, should not be doing that. They are a bit dumb, though. The royal family, as far as, as far as a lot that well, any, any little bits I've read on it, they they yeah. they, 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 um, uh, they arrange for a, an investigation into crop circles when crop circles <laughs> were around and so on, and uh, and I think have been taken in by a number of other things as well. Yeah, that, I mean that's not surprising. So okay, so we're neither of us royalists. Yeah. What? Okay, uh, would we, you vote to keep them right now if you if you were, if there was um, a referendum right now? If there were a referendum right now, I would. I think burned a bit by the Brexit referendum. I don't think just a yes no question is enough. I think if you would, I think you would need either one referendum followed by another, in which case we revert to what we had, like don't fix it kind of thing. Right. Or what are you going to replace it with? Because what I wouldn't like is if we replaced it. You could you could just get rid of the royal family, and you'd just be getting rid of this layer of like like potential but not real veto. Yeah. You know, and the meetings the prime minister has to have every week or whatever. You could just leave it like that, but there wouldn't be head of state. Yeah. And what would not be good, I think, is if you just gave the prime minister head of state right with the current system we have right because we don't get to vote for our prime minister we vote for our local mp and the party that gets the most local mps but you know right becomes the party that makes the government and the leader of that party becomes the prime minister so that would be really fucked up if at the last election given what the votes were and then the deal with dup then Theresa May is not only Prime Minister, but now Head of State with yes. all the power that, that entails. So I guess... Which probably, would be a lot different, though. But it's not like anything's would, really though, changed at that point. But she would have powers that she doesn't have at the moment. Like, like that, what, though? Because if, if really they don't have... They might veto the odd thing, but largely it's, it's stuff that affects the, the royal family, right? It affects the royal household. So... Largely, they're not affecting any of our constitutional laws. Right. Okay. So, do we do we just go? Well, we just don't have a head of state. It's, Maybe it's I'd difficult. be okay with that. I've, I've, I, I think I might be okay with that. But at the same time, I kind of having another way that I was affected by that program. I quite like the idea that, that there's some accountant, or, or, or that a prime minister has to go and face the queen and yeah. explain something. Now, there's definitely you know? some definitely because something to it. Sometimes even in that process, you know, in the, in their world, they're they're sitting around a cabinet yelling stuff out and we're gonna do this, do that and so on. But then to have to go and explain it to someone who actually has officially a higher authority than them. Yeah. And make sense of that discussion and so on is, is I think probably a good process. Although, once again we come back to Charles because I don't get any good feeling out of yeah, the yeah. idea that a Prime Minister will go and explain it to Charles and that he will put some of his mad slants on things. Um, you know, this is this is the... his views on GM crops or whatever oh, else man. it is, and uh, um, you know, I, I like the fact that he wants protection for all the the tribes uh, that that are still um, uh, oh, indigenous tribes, indigenous yeah, yeah. tribes that, that are still living traditional lives and so on. But 
his reason for for that is he believes they have greater wisdom than ours, and that's that's why it's got to be protected. Yeah, the, the greater the wisdom and the connection with the earth will be lost. Yeah, and that that's where it starts getting that's a bit insane stupid to me. reason to to say something. Yeah, quite sensible. So I I feel this is the thing is when we discuss the ground, I keep coming back to this point that I feel different about them under under Elizabeth than I do under under the, the crown under yeah. Charles because I like the idea of. Uh, of the Prime Minister having to explain himself or herself. But I don't like the idea of them having to explain him or herself to uh, to, to Charles. No. And, and But that's the problem But with the it. public, that's... I think the public are generally sort of with you, right? The people don't really like the idea of Charles becoming king, but they really like the idea of William becoming king. But this is why we're against that's dictators, problem, right? right, though, isn't it? It's like, it's like a benign dictator is a good thing, but you can't guarantee a benign dictator. You no. also can't... You can't guarantee a royal who's a good person or someone that you like. Well, so it's, it's built into the system. It's built into the system. You can't throw them out. No, but bearing that in mind, I want to make that clear. Is when we talk about whether the royal uh, royalty is a good thing or not, we're not talking about it. It is affected in the same as when we talk about governments. Go, yeah, you're really voting for the party, not the prime minister. Yeah, but you're not. You're voting for the prime minister because that's why we talk about uh, Blairite politics, Thatcherism, and so on. Because they put a huge stamp on the on the, you know, Corbynism on the on the character of their party. And the same yeah. way, the the royal well, no, that, well, the queen yes, or the king. Yes and no. I mean, I. I wonder if there might be some other system you could have where there's a separate vote kind of for the Prime Minister because um, a lot of people... That'd be interesting. A lot of people in the Labour Party last election were running and telling people on the doorstep, don't worry about Corbyn, he's not going to become Prime Minister, but you can vote for me. Right. And there's a, I, I don't know how true that is and I don't know what the figures are, but it's definitely an argument that's been made that people would be, you know, people would be fine to vote for their local Labour MP but only provided that doesn't lead to a Corbyn premiership. That'd be really interesting. Isn't that weird, though? I think that would make absolute sense in the modern age where we have to start admitting uh, just how much identity of, of the party comes from the leader and how much power that leader has to, uh, yeah. to control that. So m- maybe it does make sense to do that, in fact. I don't know how you'd run it. I mean, I'd be quite interested if, if I was able to vote or even just, just invoke for well, government. Yeah. You know, To be able to vote, I want Labour but not Corbyn. Then I don't know how what effect that would have. Well, but maybe if there was a majority of Labour votes that said we like we want Labour, we don't want Corbyn, then they would have to do something about it. Yeah. Well, same same in the American elections last November, right? If you, if rather than do the electoral college thing, every single person voting said which of the candidates for prime minister they want. Yeah. First of all, Hillary Clinton would be prime minister now because she won. The popular vote by like a million votes. Yeah, but you still have the you still have the same electoral college. Yes, yes, of results. Course. Yeah, that, that is quite interesting, actually, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And and, 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 and do you know what? I, we we need voting reform. Whatever. Um, I think we have a terrible. system. Unquestionably, our vote our voting system is antiquated and doesn't doesn't fit uh, doesn't see the modern age at all. No. But that's, that's a different uh, podcast. Well, it, it is, but it is and isn't, right? Because if you were going to get rid of the royal family and replace them with anything else, one of the things you want oh, is I that see. actually maybe a reactive voting system. Right. Right. So maybe you'd have to change the voting system in order to make that viable then, if you were to get rid of the royal family. Yeah. So, I, yeah, I can kind of agree with that. So then it, it, then it becomes then think, like it's not a single le- issue. I think our, who the leader is would matter that much more, wouldn't it? Massive. If we, I mean, if we're, if we're not going presidential, yeah, because loads of like, Which well, effectively but, it is though, isn't it? But, well, you yeah, say it's but, not, but you mean in in, in terms right, of in, in terms th- of what wouldn't it be? Theoretically, the prime minister is just that. There's a bunch of ministers, and she's the prime prime. She's primus uh, prim, primus inter pares, right? She's the first among equals. Yeah, or he, um, but obviously in practice, or they, the prime or minister, or Z. yeah, 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 yes. but. Uh, Obviously, oh God, can you imagine a conjoined Prime Minister? <laughs> With a twin who had totally different opinions. <laughs> Every speech of minefield. <laughs> the conjoined twin is the king for something. <laughs> it's a really easy meeting. I veto. What? Who told you the idea yet? Constitutional experts say this is a four billion to one chance of event, but it turns out that our head of state is attached at the head <laughs> to the royal to, to, 
<laughs> to the Prime Minister. And then they have to meet each other every week <laughs> in what seems like overkill. <laughs> Only unnecessary. <laughs> one of them stands. <laughs> the other one has to lean awkwardly. <laughs> I don't know. I, I could... I, I've always felt fine with the idea of deposing the, the royals completely. Yeah, as, as certainly since I was a child, I've felt fine with doing all sorts of things to the royals. <laughs> yes, you clearly have. <laughs> but, um, but you do I'm know, not against right. you shitting on them, to be but honest. Would, but... But, but would it improve things if we, if we got rid of the royal family? I kind of feel like... I, I don't Financially, think... in, in the first instance, yes, I reckon the country would make more money out of... Uh, People visiting all the royal institutions. You know, yeah. you know that um, you know that <coughs> all the the royal houses and uh, palaces and so on are, are not amongst the highest um, uh, visited places amongst uh, uh, with tourists. Sure, but it wouldn't right. it wouldn't matter if they were because I'm not promoting. I'm not saying get rid of them. Like I'm just saying, don't fund one family to live in them. Right. We still have all the same historical. Yes, exactly. Land and yeah. it's just it belongs to the state yeah. and it can be run. You know. For the benefit of society. What do you think then? Overall, what would you? How would you? F- to me, it's still out of place in everything that I morally y- yes understand as as uh, healthy as uh, I, I've also come around a little bit more in that um, I my my views on privilege aren't the same as they were once. In that, in that I still I still think that privilege can be an ugly thing, but I think it's it, it exists. It just does. It's just a fact. There's people with a hell of a lot of money around. They don't yeah. mostly affect my life very much. But things can be done about it, right? You, you can you could run things differently, or you, you people who are privileged, financially privileged could be taxed more and things like that, sure. or, or actually just sure. be made to pay their fucking tax. The world could be fairer, yeah, um, yeah. But I kind of feel. But I like... think we can get one. Well, I mean, is I think we can get too worked up about these things. We can we can. Uh, so, you know, the grass is always greener, and everybody else yeah. looks like they're having an easier life, and so on. And actually, it can stop you just enjoying what you got. Yeah, sure. I mean, I, I don't, I don't obsess about it, and it's not on my like top ten to do with the country lists. No, but I, I feel like um, the Queen, who's been an amazing public servant in many, many ways, absolutely should live out her reign as far as she wants to. Yes, I think that as well. But then maybe we just stop. Yeah, or say to Charles, we're planning on stopping after the Queen. Unless William gets in, which case. But then, then that's that's almost that's almost like this is the pro- the problem with the public's opinion is that you can't have a, you can't have a monarchy and have the public's opinion. No, so, you can't. You can't. Not really. Unless we change what the monarchy is completely. Unless we said that everyone gets a turn. Yeah, like jury service. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that's nice. Yeah, I always feel like the prime minister should be more like jury service. I think it's, people should be dragged in against their will. I think that's the the right way of doing it. Anyone who wants to do the job is very suspicious to me. Yeah. Yes, you, you, you've you've weeded out people who are uh, self-effacing. Yeah. <laughs> Unconfident. My overall vote would be to to get rid of the monarchy. Yeah, I think I, 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 I'm not I strongly think I, opinionated on that, but I think because we don't have choice, because we do, we you know, it, it could be Charles next, and yeah. I mean, we don't get to say decide who it will be after that either. Yeah. So, um, so I think I've soft, I think, I've softened. In that I no longer want to explode a horse in their face. Right. So I softened since when I was. Except there. just for the fun of it. Yeah, since when I was ten. For the giggle. Yeah. But. Um, but I. I but agree. to me, it's still, it's still totally out of place that someone can be kind of a vagina be born to make a, a veto decision of anything to do with the country. Yes, it's it's, it's madness. Yeah. And it, and it's madness that you. Well, well, I would say we, we kind of agree that the queen, the queen really. like, I mean, she's not a dictator, but as far as she's a monarch, she's quite a benign one. Yeah, but it's it's the the fatal flaw of benign dictatorship is you've got a fucking dictatorship. Yes. So the next dictator that turns up. Yes, you don't get to choose. Is yeah. what we're saying is you, you know, should you should you shouldn't have power that can go to someone who can ruin everything with it. The very fact that we're saying William would keep it keep the royal pop, royalty popular, uh, and that we don't have a choice on that. Yeah. Is, that's the important part of it. You don't have a choice. That's what the royals actually represent. You know, it's it's a system. So, my vote would be depose yours. Yeah, I said depose. Yeah, 
Like, like, like an example is uh, like things that we're paying for are uh, there's about to be a uh, royal wedding. Yeah. Uh, between uh, Prince Harry and Meghan Markle, uh, a divorced American actress, which it used to be if you wanted to marry a divorced American actress, you had to abdicate. But I guess he's not so close to the throne. I don't know. I think we. we oh, I think divorce has changed as a. We yeah, a, massively changed. From, yeah. Uh, yeah, the last thing was a big royal issue. But. So. There's that, and and, and you've got to recognise that, the, as well as everything else, the public love these big displays and the, the, yeah. the ceremony, the big weddings, and the. You but know. What, what I was going to say about it is that the the security for this insane event is going to, is just put onto the London Met. It's not. It's not. They don't pay for it. These incredibly rich people don't pay for it. We do. We could save a lot of money if everyone just agreed not to kill yeah. them. <laughs> we need, we yeah, need we will promise. We will promise as, <laughs> peasant, as promise. peasants not to storm the barricades. <laughs> <laughs> we could also. I don't, I don't understand the point you're making there because that, that's going to be with any visiting dignitary or uh, we're going to, have to pay um, for it. Well, the point I'm making is that this is a private event. Right. It's not really a public It's just that we have to foot the it? bill for the security. Yeah, it is. It's is their, it? We don't right. We don't all get to go on the guest list or anything like that. No. They get to choose their guest list. It's a private wedding. They they booked a gospel choir, things like that, and yeah, there'll be God knows how many thousands uh, of police officers put to they'll have manage cam- cameras the in at the wedding, won't they? Have what? They'll have cameras in the wedding. Won't I'm they? sure they will. But I would, have, I would have thought so. It is a public thing, really. Kind in a way, yeah, I know what you mean, but um. What I'm saying is, if you want to mug someone in London, do it. Do it when there's a royal wedding on, because there's a way shitload less police officers around. Right. Yeah. Probably shouldn't have given that advice, should I? Funny if that happens. <laughs> Nick Doody caused a whole lot of violence. <laughs> <coughs> yeah. I don't know. I've, I've come round to realising that I, I've... Um, that if there is a large public view on a thing, I don't have to... I, I can't always explain it. Yeah. Do you know, I, I can't really explain the popularity of the royals. And uh, and when, that's why the Diana thing interested me, because I couldn't explain it. I just could not explain what, where this adoration for her came from. Not that I have anything against her, but I just couldn't see it. My dad that day, the day of the funeral, went down into Shifley where we're from, and it was deserted, and everyone had, like black borders in the window like the pet shop had a black border in the window yeah. and he, he just was baffled and amused by it and he went and bought a scratch card and asked could he have one with a black border and they, just, <laughs> they were not amused I remember I couldn't do jokes about it for a while afterwards as well I remember I did a joke uh, I went, there was a gig in Cardiff that used to be uh, The Wharf do you remember that one yes I do uh, everybody used to snap it was a gig that shouldn't work Everything, and, like, and sometimes it's like if, if on paper they, they, you'd written down everything that would make a gig go yeah. bad like um, I'm sure who never listened to this, but one of the worst compares in the world who would often introduce people by doing some of their material. Oh, yes. Yeah, he would go like, uh, you know, uh, next actor is Kerry Marks who's going to make a joke about buying shoes and how the shopkeeper always says that. And he'd do the whole joke. And they go, here he is. And you go, wow. And the, and the audience were mostly stood up and, uh, and, and, and there was a, a pool barrier. Ta- there's a pool table at the back which they didn't yeah. always stop people playing on. Yeah, there'd be yeah. people playing on the pool table. There was a, a barrier up between you and the audience. And, oh, it's mental. and there were people sat behind you on the stage. Yeah, one of whom once walked onto the stage. To, I, I like, kept referring to them, but they were, they were talking. Yeah. And it turned out they were showing each other something on the phone. The woman walked over, oh, you got to see them. Just walked onto the stage and handed me the phone. You've got to see this. <laughs> well, I was in the middle of my set. And I, I dumped her phone in a pint of water. And she, and she left the stage and went quiet and then called, well, I presumably called on someone else's phone, called the police. <laughs> really? Yes, I, I had the police called on me at that gig. Fucking hell. I remember that guy also. There was a, there was an actor who died horribly, and he brought him back on again. <laughs> God, he, he, there was a long pause after he took him off, and he went. Uh, so that was blah 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 blah. Ah, uh, so um, uh, no one, no one wants an encore then. Encore anyone? Encore? Oh, God, and yeah. there's silence. You know, he goes, uh, anyone for an encore? And then someone joking, he went encore, and he went Lenin German, <laughs> and brought the guy back on. <laughs> God, I'd forgotten about that. So anyway, that that gig, um, I was there a few days after Diana died, and I, I remember mentioning. I, I think I just did a mention. I can't remember whether, what joke I said about it, um, and it got a big ooh. And then someone in the audience went, uh, uh, "She was our princess," like that. And I go, wow, I, that, uh, that was all part of that time where of I Wales. realized how much. Yeah, yeah, exactly. 
how much feeling there was. So and I it, don't know. Yeah. I think either way, whatever we think, the public well, yeah, do not gonna, want... They're not going to buy it. No, they're not buying into it. Which I think is a reason, like, if you're an anti-royalist, like, say, Corbyn, obviously, is an anti-royalist, just shut up about it. Just, like, you're, you're not going to get it done. Even if you do, I think, as you know, as, as we seem to realise, we don't necessarily have the answer of how to do it or how best to do it or what to replace it with. Yeah. And there's other shit you should be getting on with. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's still it's still worth talking about because it, it I just, we're because we're yeah. because we're at a time where we might see that change. Now you know, I, I think that's what's getting interesting is that Charles is going to be the uh, yeah. the point where I, th- I think it will move into or the public opinion might move into. But I mean, opinion, bad as he is, we've had direction. worse. Like, you know, the, 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 the mad king who beheaded everyone and bathed in their blood and they get, yeah, we still got royalty years after there that. There was yeah. a time when kings could do that though. Yeah. Nowadays, bathing in people's blood is just it's, it's off. Well, he he would only need to bathe in one drop of blood diluted in liters of water. He's well named though, Charlie, though, isn't he? <laughs> he's, he's a proper Charlie oh, right. in every possible way. Um, so uh, so yeah, we don't really, we can't we knew we weren't going to reach any proper conclusion yeah. with this one, other than to say. I have a little bit more empathy now after watching that program. That's all I can say about it. But, it, but at the same this time, this basically has been a long advert for the Netflix series The Crown. Yeah, I yeah. know. Um, which has yeah, <laughs> I'm not against advertising something that's no, well done. The humanity Fine of them is really well done, um, but still, it's a ridiculous institution that shouldn't exist anymore. <laughs> I thought it was like watching a, a very rich person's prison. You know, it's kind yeah, of like if, okay. I, I felt a bit stifled on their behalf watching that. You know, a bit, bit kind of hemmed in, claustrophobic uh, yeah, in that life. In because, these massive rooms. Well, in these yeah. claustrophobic in a palace. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, almost like there's no room to to move with your personality. You can't marry whoever you like. You can't no, go so out with whoever up, you it? like. You can't have whatever friends you like. You can't go to any event you want. So yeah, it it, it is oddly claustrophobic, but. If you're going to be claustrophobic, there's a nice place to be yeah. able to relax. Actually, it didn't even look that, doesn't look that relaxing. It looks like they do a hell of a lot of walking nowadays. I wonder if they've got any escalators in the palace now. Or like walkways, like an airport, just yeah. like moving carpets. It's massive. You think every time you're going to, going to go to the, the, you know, the, what's it, the library room or whatever, you're walking a long way. Massive staircases. That's why they all lift so long. Yeah. It's probably why they're all constant quite... Constant low-level exercise. Probably why there's no fat ones as well. Yeah. I'm surprised they don't have those little, um, what are those called, those, they're not bicycles, uh, segways. Oh, segways. Yeah, I would have thought segways in the palace would be a good thing. Segway. We seg. So that's it, really. No no, no conclusion. Didn't expect to have one. No. Um, yeah, I'm it? not against, we're, we're not against it, we're not, but I think what's more interesting about it is. I think we are against is, it, aren't we? Well, okay, but not in, a, in, in any dramatic way. We're against it, but way, we're not going to do anything about it. I think we're still, because a lot, a lot of the stuff we've been talking about on these podcasts is actually how we're changing. I think we both would have been far more vehemently uh, against it yeah. at one point. And I, I certainly would have been. Yeah, exactly. I would have just gone out of place, totally wrong, ridiculous in this day and age to have, have such an institution, uh, for them to have any powers whatsoever yeah. and so on. And I guess I'm softening on a few things. And I guess I'm where else we've realised teddy that... bear now. <laughs> I suppose the other thing we've come to is... you. you can't just remove one obvious silly thing and leave everything else as it is we would need yes, other things to change I think you can remove one silly thing at a time can't you yeah I mean you can be incremental but like <laughs> you can't just remove the royal family and not make any changes because you have made and you've made a major change yes so that yes. we thought about and uh, there's one thing this country does well it's changing things without, after having very carefully thought about the consequences <laughs> <laughs> All right. Are we, so, are we... so now, now we know we can just change things without yeah. thinking. We should do more of that. Yeah, we can get. Don't out, think about this. We can get out of any institution without any consequences whatsoever. We've learned that. We should vote ourselves into no longer being English. I wonder if the British public will go like for that. You know, we're no longer we're no longer British. No longer us. Let's vote to be American <laughs> or German or something else. Um, okay, so. Uh, do write in and tell us whether you think it should be done to the Queen. Yes, and um, how. Keep the Queen. How much explosive. Defenestrate <laughs> explosives or horse shit was the other option. Yes, it's, it's not my avoid, but with horses and shit <laughs> and explosive. 
Eaten by her own dogs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or eaten by a friend's dogs or dogs she doesn't know. That's about the only eccentric thing about her, isn't it? All the corgis. Yeah. The, for the Queen, unlike Charles, has got plenty. How would you know if you're eccentric? You're the Queen. Tell, am am yeah. I doing this normally? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is this a normal way to be woken up by... 20 footmen <laughs> so not 20 footmen <laughs> yeah it's like, not massive <laughs> <laughs> the giants are here <laughs> um, so thank you for listening give yeah, us your opinions do and, and please if you're enjoying this uh, tweet about it share it on Facebook and give us uh, give us favourable reviews on uh, iTunes because that, that really really helps uh Yes. Go on TV and talk about it. Yeah, um, and if you are the Queen, uh, mention it in your next speech. <laughs> say how much you enjoyed it. <laughs> You've been listening to Citizens of Nowhere by Royal Appointment. <laughs> probably not. That's probably illegal to say that. I bet it's not. Yeah, fuck them. <laughs> <laughs> fuck them. I bet it's not. I don't think anyone's going to come after us, put it that way. This isn't real Weetabix. <laughs> uh, I nearly said you've been lovely. <laughs> You've been great. You, you really, we love how you just sit there. Really have been great. <laughs> Carrie and I have enjoyed a very good podcast. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Thanks a lot. Thanks. Bye.